TSX or no audio. Before we get going, uh, this is a new recording location called the train. <laughs> uh, so sorry about that. That roar in the background is the air conditioning on the train. I will apply a filter to try and get rid of it, but that will smack up the rest of the recording and it'll lose a lot of its dynamism. My apologies about this. Yeah, that's the tracks. Whatever. Sorry. <laughs> let's let's roll. <laughs> Hello, everybody. It is Sunday, the 21st of January, 2024, at quarter to nine in the morning on the eastern seaboard of Australia, and it's been one hell of a week, aren't they all? So, moving on to section one, the anti-war headlines. Here we go. Uh, no, no, cancel that. I couldn't put you through, through all of that. I listened to it. No, 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 it's going to kill you. So, got to do this all again. It's much later in the day. Actually, it's tomorrow, technically, if you know what I mean. It's 25 past the witching hour on now the January the 22nd. So I'm going to try and gather all of that energy and, and happiness that I had this morning as I do the headlines again. And here we go with the genocide. Federal employees to stage walkout over Biden's support for Gaza slaughter. Great title, Dave. Netanyahu tells Blinken, quote, this is also your war, end quote. Houthi's offensive capabilities not significantly damaged by U.S. airstrikes. Tanker companies halt Red Sea shipping after the U.S. bombs Yemen. I'll say that again. Tanker companies halt Red Sea shipping after U.S. bombs Yemen. Houthi missile hits U.S.-owned cargo ship in Gulf of Aden. New Jersey National Guard prepares to deploy to Iraq and Syria amid attacks. Biden ignores Palestinian deaths in statement on 100 days of Gaza war. Israeli Defense Minister, quote, intensive phase, end quote, of ground offensive in North Gaza is over. Two U.S. Navy SEALs missing after U.S. seized alleged Iranian weapons shipment to Houthis. U.S. launches more strikes against Houthis in Yemen as escalations continue. Keep a note on that more strikes thing. It keeps coming. Senate votes down Bernie Sanders' resolution to probe Israel's Gaza slaughter. U.S. redesignates Houthis as, quote, specially designated global terrorists, end quote. Note, redesignated. Israel pounds southern Lebanon with airstrikes, artillery. Report, Netanyahu says Israel's campaign in Gaza could continue into 2025. Houthis attack another U.S.-owned commercial vessel in Gulf of Aden. U.S. launches fourth round of strikes against Houthis in Yemen. Biden says strikes against Houthis aren't working as U.S. bombs Yemen for fifth time. He also says they're not working and we're going to keep doing them anyway, which hit the news everywhere. It's a classic, like, you what? Yeah, okay. Like, no sense? Yeah, I, well, uh, uh. Good one. Biden's completely on a ball. Knows what he's doing. Absolutely not a puppet or stooge. Completely in control. <laughs> Israeli military chief says Lebanon war likely in coming months. Oh, really? I'm wondering. That, that is, that's like saving your political career, is it, Netanyahu? <laughs> and then um, Netanyahu tells the US there will be no Palestinian state in any post-war scenario. And from there we move on to... Southwest Asia, only partly related to the genocide. Iran launches ballistic missile strikes in Iraq and Syria. I'll have a little bit more to say on this. I don't think it's been well enough covered in the media. US-UK airstrikes 
force aid groups to suspend operations in Yemen. Got that? So, US attacks on Yemen have done two things. All of the shipping companies have gone, damn it, we're not going through the Red Sea no more. And second of all, all the aid operations have stopped. Hmm. Iraq, Pakistan protest Iranian missile strikes in their territories. Pakistan launches retaliatory airstrikes in Iran targeting militant groups. I have a bit to say about that too. Al-Sudani says US-led coalition withdrawal, quote, necessary, end quote, for Iraq's security. Pentagon declares, quote, we don't think we are at war, end quote, with Houthis as US bombs Yemen for the seventh time. Israel bombs Damascus, residential building, kills four Iranian guard members. Next section, NATO stand. Defence Secretary. UK in pre-war phase with several nations. Those nations are Iran, Russia, China and North Korea. NATO to hold its largest military exercises since the Cold War. Next section, East Asia slash China. North Korea labels South Korea as, quote, principal enemy, end quote, will no longer work toward reconciliation. Final section, Ukraine slash Russia. American citizen jailed in Ukraine for his political views dies. That's the Gonzalo Lira story. Ukraine ground forces commander says his troops are on, quote, active defense, end quote, which is stealing a title from Russia, who are also doing active defense and romping it all over the place. Anyway, Zelensky pushes unrealistic, quote, peace formula, end quote, in Davos. Well done, Zelensky. End of anti-war headlines. And so we move on to other voices. And I can tell already that this is going to be quite a long episode of Weekend Review because there's a lot of articles that I've put in here. Because there's an awful lot of parallel, deeper background stuff going on in especially the alternate media, which is fantastic work. And so I've tried to bring a lot of that to your attention. You've got no chance of reading all this stuff. I haven't even read all of this stuff. So sorry about that. And uh, well, you know, part of the course, as it were. So first up, we have... Vijay Prashad's take on the case before the International uh, Court of Justice. And it's, of course, in Vijay's style, which means very calmly expressed, beautifully worded, heavily cited, etc., etc., etc. So if you want a really good summary of what the hell that's all about, go there. Then we have two articles by Jonathan Cook, and they are fantastic. Cook is especially good on things to do with the Israel-Palestine conflict. He's a UK journalist who got pissed off because he got slapped around by The Guardian or whoever he was working for in the UK. He moves um, to uh, Palestine slash Israel, lives there for well over a decade and really gets into the whole thing. He knows the thing arse and backward. So when he issues articles on the topic, he's speaking from a place of knowledge in the first person. He's been there, he's lived it. And second of all, he's really pissed off at the bullshit assholes, especially in UK journalism. He knows this backwards too. So when he issues an article like, why is the real story of October 7 off limits to Western but not Israeli media? You read it. Anyway, so two articles, that one, and then Western racism laid the foundations for Israel's genocide in Gaza. So, and he's a brilliant writer as well. Cook is fantastic. Anyway, moving along, we have a great article by Mick Hall. Journalists rebel over Gaza coverage in Australia. And the background to that is that a bunch of Israel, Australian 
Australian or well, Israelis living in Australia or dual citizen, whatever the hell, got bitching around in some uh, WhatsApp uh, group and laid a bunch of complaints to Australia's national uh, broadcaster, the ABC, in their news coverage of the genocide, basically. And this hit the desk of the head of the ABC, who's an old, sort of well-known Australian person who worked in media, Ida Buttrose, and journalists got sacked. And I mentioned this previously. And so now the ABC's got a wrongful dismissal uh, case on their hands, and the rest of the journalists have gone solidarity, baby, and they're all in uproar. And so the end result of this idiocy by these Israeli twats, Zionists, is that the journalists are going, nah, fuck you. We are going to cover this as we damn well want. So it's had completely the reverse effect. So, ha, stick that up your pipe. <laughs> anyway, uh, moving right along. <laughs> uh, when, did, when, yeah, this is Caitlin Johnson, right? When Yemen does it, it's terrorism. When the US does it, it's the rules-based order. Damn, she's good. And then there's a good little article from Joe Laurier who looks at a technical element of the uh, South African case before the ICJ and a possible uh, technicality. And I submitted a comment to this article at Consortium News, basically going, sure, if they let Israel off the hook uh, for this technicality, they'll never live this down. I mean, it's a you know death knell for the ICJ itself. Anyway, so we'll see. But, but, but he raises the point, and it's a good one, so that we all know that this, this is what could go down. So we can all prepare our little articles that are going to cut these people to shreds. Anyway... Senate kills Sanders' resolution requiring Biden to report on Israeli human rights conduct in, conduct in Gaza by Brett Wilkins, um, republished at Shear Post. And just, Brett Wil- Wilkins is doing great work in just giving the background behind, you know, so there's the, the headline, which you saw in Antiwar. There's a more detailed article from uh, Brett Wilkins, which uh, obviously Bob Shear liked, and so that's why he republished it. So great work there. And then another fantastic piece of background by uh, Matt Kennard. Uh, republished at Consortium News, but I'm fairly certain that would have been from UK Declassified, which means I haven't labelled it properly. Oops, sorry. And the heading is, UK has flown 50 spy missions over Gaza. So it's just outlining the, you know, UK's uh, ISR is the new term they use in warfare. This comes straight out of the Ukraine war, ISR, Intelligence, Surveillance, Reconnaissance. So this is basically the UK providing their ISR platforms to uh, Israel to execute their genocide. So this is, a, you know, if there are journalists who are lining up uh, complicity in genocide cases, and there's certainly that's being done in uh, by South Africa, but I think they've got a hundred journalists lined up doing this, and they're, and they're slapping the US down with this sort of charge. And they, this is evidence for, um, for the UK to be slapped down as well. So, yeah, interesting stuff. Moving along, US president engages in therapeutic killing of Yemeni children which is basically a 20-word article by uh, Bernard at Melbourne, Alabama. And it's just, it's lovely. It's just, yeah. So, so this is a little bit um, Johnson-esque in that it's just the, the title. It's just beautiful. To, and then the article is almost nothing in this case. So anyway, check it out. It's really short. Uh, next section, uh, Southwest Asia, only partly related to genocide. There is one by Patrick Lawrence. I haven't even read it. Uh, this is not another phony war, which is basically he's laying out the case for Jesus, guys, take this damn seriously, which I expect will echo the sorts of um, concerns that I have that I've been putting forward with regard to the warning given by Ray McGovern, and that'll come up again in part three. And then moving on, we have decoding Iran's missile and drone, drone strikes by MK Badr Kuma, who is fantastic. And I, 
I'm going to sort of shadow what I think he's talking about because I haven't even read that either. And that is, so there were two, there were two strikes by um, Iran that I know of, and one of them is in, uh, was in Iraq, and that was, it targeted a Mossad intelligence HQ, right? And also a Kurdish intelligence HQ. That was one uh, of the locations. And the next one was in Syria. And this was a place that was basically infested with ISIS mother buzzers. And so both of these are really in response to, uh, first of all, all the bullshit that the Kurds have been running for that. Remember there was that, um, the lady, female protester, who died, potentially died in police custody, and we're not, there was a bit of uncertainty around that. And then, basically, the Kurds were acting as proxies for Mossad, essentially, and the CIA, in fomenting all this trouble in Iran. So that's a response to that. And also, the other part of it is the uh, attack on the commemoration of the fourth anniversary of the US assassination of Soleimani. Right? So, which was, again, you know, this was ISIS, they, they claim responsibility, but they're just a front for the CIA, MI6, Mossad, whatever. So, same old shit. So that's what this is about. I don't know how deeply um, MKB goes into this, but I expect that that's partly what he's talking about. So anyway, check that out. Then we, moving on to NATO stand, we have how the West was defeated by Pepe Escobar. And so that's just another case, case of telling the truth in the style of Russian propaganda, if you like, um, from Pepe. Uh, brilliant writer and da-da-da-da. And then we have mainstream media lies about U.S. wars in Iraq, uh, where on by uh, Moon of Alabama. There's quite a bit about this coming out at the moment. This revelation, uh, at just how fucked up shit is for uh, Kiev and their supporting regimes in London and Washington and da 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 da, uh, and it gets a bit worse. But all the news is starting to come out. This is sort of an echo. It was in that um, uh, article I did, the most recent, uh, which is the tremors, right? Um, or pre-earthquake tremors, because the truth is coming out on all, on both fronts at the moment, which is causing an awful lot of stress. And what we're seeing is that the, that NATO is doubling down. This is the bizarre thing. The truth is coming out about how misled everyone has been and how fucked up the whole situation is. But they're going, no, 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 we're going to send lots more, you know, we're going to spend more money on the military and we're going to send it all into Ukraine, Ukraine and it's all going to be fine and dandy. You idiots, right? So this is what's happening. It's quite interesting. So, um, yeah, uh, we move on to fake intellectuals working for think tanks funded by the arms industry are driving support for war after war after war by Jeremy uh, Kuzmarov, republished at Natalia's place. Sorry, Natalie's place, Understanding Russia. Oh, damn it, I've missed the date. Um, which is just, you know, I mean, we, we know this, but, you know, there's someone who's done some work on, on digging it up. And then this is a very strange article. I was, my eyes popped out of my head when I saw this one. Exclusive, disarm a dystopian global surveillance tool to identify, catalogue and combat disinformation by Bob Bishop and published at Larry Johnson's site, uh, A Son of the New American Revolution. I did read this and I would say that the language used is a little bit um, extreme. However, Bob Bishop has done the digging to identify how the military intelligence people are building their database scanning, social media reaping systems that they're going to use to uh, squash all forms of dissent. And he quotes people from the recent bullshittery in Davos saying that this is our prime mission is to shut down all dissent. So it's scary as all hell. I just don't, I found his language a little bit, 
perhaps a bit more alarmist than it needs to be, but this is something that I've been following for well over a decade. We're going back to the Snowden revelations here, right, 2013, when it became apparent, clear and obvious, what, what's going on in terms of complete mining of all data everywhere. Um, so this is really good work by Bishop in that he digs up the latest manifestation of it and how it's being hidden behind shell companies and all this shit that's being funded by the um, Western military intelligence uh, groups. And the next section, Ukraine slash Russia. A bunch of articles here, all of which are important. And what what's happening is an extension of the Newsweek thing that I was talking about from Alex Christoforo. All of this news is coming out about how fucked up the situation is in Kiev uh, slash Ukraine and therefore in London and Washington and Paris and Berlin and so forth, all the people who've been pumping this crap. Anyway, check this shit out. Russia in Review, January 12th to 19th, 2024. It's, it, it's called Russia Matters, public, from the Harvard Kennedy School, republished at uh, Natalie's Place, Understanding Russia. And what's republished is only a very small section of it, which relates to Ukraine. The, the research that they've done at the Kennedy School is exhaustive. It's incredibly broad. It covers things like um, the periphery of Russia, the former, former Soviet Socialist Republics and so forth. It's incredibly detailed. And the link to the full publication is at uh, Natalie's Place. But this is just about, you know, the truth about what's going down in Ukraine. We move on there to the Ukraine charade revisited by Pepe Escobar, and you can sort of you know, guess where that's going to go. It's, it's Russian propaganda being spouted by this travelling Brazilian whatever. <laughs> and then a very important piece by Gilbert Dockrell, who's recommending an article published by Sputnik, and it's called Sputnik International on latest French and German announcements on further military aid to Kiev, i.e. the Germans and the French are doubling down. As all of these admissions are coming out in the, in the cloud of the new spotlight being pointed at Gaza, there it is, right? The truth's coming out, and they're saying, nah, it doesn't matter, we're doing it anyway. So it's like Biden all over again. Oh, no, no, the, uh, the attacks on, on um, the, the Houthis aren't uh, degrading their ability at all, but we're going to keep doing it. Yeah, but what the... Anyway. So we move on there to the fall of Ukraine with Kit Clownberg. And this is essentially what... If you look at the mission statement for Shearpost, what Bob Shear is doing is he's trying to hand on his expertise that he's learned as a journalist and give it to these you know, young up-and-coming journalists. And what you have here is a sort of repetition of the earlier situation. Jones and Ramos interviewed uh, Alan McLeod, and they were talking about what, how the social media sphere is used for influence operations and you know, rubbishing dissent and all this sort of shit. Uh, and particularly looking at that in the case of uh, Israel's use of that space to, you know, run their narratives, to, you know, hide behind, you know, misleading people and whatever, the usual shit. But it's all done in the technical language of uh, social media, which, of course, uh, Shia knows diddly squat about because, you know, old guy. Um, so, but he's, this is his thing. He's trying to help these new fantastic young journalists um, learn the skills of the trade. And here they are... Um, Previously, it was with Alan McLeod and now Kit Clarenberg, fantastic journalist. God knows how he managed to get all of these um, inside scoops with uh, leaks on a whole bunch of stuff. The commentary on the Maidan coup and how that was all provoked. We know this story, right? There's a bunch of snipers that were paid by the CIA, about 5000 bucks each. We learnt this from, um, what's his name, um, uh, Texas, um, Tejas, whatever, US guy who fought for the Donbass. 
resistance for years. Uh, anyway, it's the same sort of thing happening. Clarenberg's fantastic. So again, it's, it's Ramos and Jones interviewing Clarenberg. So it's you know in the style of what happened earlier with McLeod. So great stuff. Check that out. Then we have um, Ukraine copies Russia's quote active defense and quote tactic from Bernard at Moon, Alabama. And that sort of echoes what I was mentioning above. This is classic, right? So this is to show you how fucked up shit is in Ukraine. They're copying Russia's... They're, they're copying Russia's tactics because theoretically they're working, right? But they're also running this as sort of a media narrative. That's how screwed up they are. They can't, you know, rub two sticks together, really. And then there's a, there's a piece here by um, Andrew Kobako, again at Natalie's Place, called Putin importantly clarified that the Western elite, not Ukraine, and by implication not the US citizens, are Russia's true enemies. And this is a very important small piece of reporting. It looks at a speech that Putin gave, and Putin is a classic case of says what he means, means what he says. He's saying to the Russian people, who's, that's his, his audience, our enemy is not the people of Ukraine, it's the mother buzzers in Washington. They're the problem. So, yeah. And this sort of dovetails with the work that um, Got Rid has been doing in trying to, you know, bring the peoples of the US and Russia together uh, and, you know, understand that there's a whole lot of bullshittery going on. That's All the shit's being generated and we're sick of this shit. They've been doing it since the Cold War era and we're bored with this crap. Can we have a bit of peace, please? Anyway, moving on to the next section, which is general, uh, in which Joe Laurier has published uh, a piece by the now deceased John Pilger. He and I both have a soft spot for John Pilger, and the article title is Assange Arrest, A Warning from History. So it's a chance to look at the sorts of work that Pilger was doing in his latter years, and this case, uh, in this case, in uh, print form, rather than his colossal work in documentary style. And then we move on to videos. There's a bunch of them. Uh, and so here's a recommendation from Andre Martinov to listen to what Larry Wilkinson has to say in an interview with um, one of the podcast platforms. The guy, I, I don't, don't listen to this guy very much because I can't stand the interviewer, but it's a recommendation from Martinov and so therefore I pass it on to you because Martinov is a bit of a rabid Russian in some senses, but he's right. That's the problem. His analysis has been proven correct again and again and again and again and again. I mean... I find him a little bit annoying in, in, in places here and there, but he came recommended to me by Pepe Escobar, and Pepe Escobar, you know, corrals his source as well, right? So, um, and, as I said, correct, 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 correct. And we have uh, the Intel Roundtable with Johnson and McGovern, and this is a fantastic podcast with a whole bunch of topics that they cover. Uh, and all I did was just document what Blinken Lights was saying and, and translated that into what this means about Israel. Uh, because I thought it was a useful way of following on from that podcast I did a while back. You know, read what they say, watch what they do. Uh, but there's plenty more in this episode, so check that out. Then we have the usual uh, suspects of Crook and McGregor uh, and Ho. McGregor's great, you know, makes me think it's good. Uh, but the thing that I think is a bit of a turn up for the books is Matthew Ho. The analysis and commentary that he's been providing on judging freedom has been of the highest standard in my view, really, really good. So I advise if you want to, you know, check things out, look at what he's been saying for the last four weeks. Look at all four episodes. It's very, very good analysis. Um, it's calmly expressed. It's well expressed. Um, I think he's doing a fantastic job. 
So that's that. And then we finish up with, oh, there's the piece um, with uh, Alec Cristoforo with you know, this more bullshittery from Kiev and then the, the thing on Newsweek uh, and so forth. But the big one I wanted to finish with is this one called um, The UN and Israel's Occupation of the Palestinian Territories, Ardi Imsais. And this is a case of Paul Jay, who is a fantastic Canadian uh, video journalist, mostly. Uh, and this is the site that he set up called TheAnalysis.News. And he set it up oh, three, four years ago, something like that. What he's doing is very similar to what Bob Shear is doing. Now, he's a fantastic video interviewer, Paul Jay, in that he does all of the research up front and then has wonderful interviews in which he lets his interviewer you know, give extend interviewee, I should say, give extended answers and so forth. Fantastic um, interviewing style. And essentially, he's trying to pass on these tools to a new generation of, uh, of video um, uh, journalists. And uh, the person in this case who does the interview is uh, Baroncelli. And she does a wonderful job. So I'm hinting to also have a look at the analysis.news as a source of really high quality video interviews. Essentially, it's a work by Paul Jay, who I believe is fantastic. So that brings us to the end of videos, and now we can get on to section three. What the hell does all this mean? And the answer to that question is, the US kicked off a a regional war. That's the bottom line. And we get that perspective from a number of, well, that analysis from a number of perspectives. So first of all, what the US has done by attacking Yemen is not only put their own soldiers at risk, set up the opportunity for a false flag event to be run by Mossad or whatever, but also they have created an economic chaos. It's because of their attack on Yemen, not the Yemeni attacks on ships bound for Israel. That had been dealt with. I documented this a couple of weeks ago. They had, there were discussions between the you know, maritime insurers and whatever and people in Tehran and, and Sana'a and they worked out that, okay, things are fine. We just you know, don't insure ships that are bound for Israel or owned by Israelis, right? And then they won't get attacked, which is to say that Ansar Allah had been doing exactly what they said they would. So there we go. So that was all fine and dandy. And now the US has you know, kicked off the big conflagration. And so they've gone, okay, all bets are off. Don't go anywhere near the Red Sea. So what's that going to do? Cause economic chaos for Europe and various other places. 15% of the world's trade goes through the Red Sea and then the Suez Canal. So the US has created the almighty economic shitstorm as well as a regional war that they said they were, were trying not to create, right? Never believe a word that comes out of these lying mother buzzers' mouths. So that's one perspective on it. And the other one is to look at what happened immediately after they started this. And that was Iran went, cool, we'll use this as an operation while everyone's talking about that to go and, you know, level some, uh, some debts. And those were the attacks in Iraq and, and uh, Syria. And also the attack on Baluchistan, which is a border that they share with Pakistan. And that's where you should listen to the Intel Roundtable episode in which I think it's Larry Johnson who provides a little bit of background there, which is that the CIA have been fucking around with the Baluchis forever to try and create trouble for Iran. Because this is a border region between the two, which is a little bit contentious and da-da-da-da-da. So, and I have to understand that Pakistan is basically ruled by its military, uh, the ISI, and they have an incredibly deep relationship with the CIA. So this is, you know, and we've seen that they, they got, they took Imran Khan out, right, the, the president of Pakistan on, on some completely spurious corruption charges, right? And they've now barred him from standing in the upcoming elections for president, da 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 So it's just the CIA doing the usual shit. What's the great line from, um, from the now 
thankfully deceased Kissinger, you know, being a being an enemy of the uh, the US is dangerous, being a friend even more so, some shit like this. Anyway, so that's what that's all about. There's a whole lot of shit going down. And there was the president of Iraq saying, US, get your fucking forces out of our country because you are creating a problem, right? As in the PMUs, which is the population military units or whatever, which are basically formed by Soleimani, uh, are now attacking the US bases in Iraq. They're just going to keep attacking them, just going to keep attacking, 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 that, you know, create hell. So, you know, and then the, and what was it, the, the, the DOD was saying, oh, we haven't got any plans for withdrawing from Iraq. Well, you fucking draw them up quickly, Sue, because you're putting your military personnel at risk. That's, I mean, that's how fucked up this whole shit is. They don't give a tinker's curse about the, the well-being of the, the soldiers at all. They're putting them in harm's way. Absolutely. They've just kicked off a massive conflagration in the Middle East and they are going to get attacked everywhere, as will Israel's forces everywhere. Right? The Mossad, blah, 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 blah. That's what's going to go down. Watch it. So this is how irresponsible they are. So that's, that's you know, sort of item number one of what happened this week. Item number two is all of this stuff coming out about Ukraine. Because this big conflagration has been kicked off now, there's, there's sort of all of the news is looking towards the Middle East. And so all of a sudden, people are starting to fess up about what's really going on in Ukraine. And then in parallel, we've got Shaps, the UK Defence Minister, going, no, no, we're, going to, we're preparing to run wars, with blah, 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 blah. Right? So, and and France, France and Germany are all doubling down on, yeah, yeah, we're going to spend lots more on our weapons, we're going to give it to Ukraine. Like, complete insanity. This is what's happening, right? So while all the media heat is is towards the Middle East, all the truth is coming out. Every, no, nobody's hearing it because nobody's looking. And, and they're also doubling down on stupid. <laughs> so that's, that's item number two for the week. And lastly, I want to return to the article earlier in the week, the warning article, which was prompted by, first of all, having listened to um, Ray McGovern suggesting false flag risk, big fear of his, false flag risks, and then listening to Pascal Lotaz. Uh, and he called it very well, I think, naval, right? A naval mishap. That's how this is done. Um, so that scared the shit out of me. And so therefore I had to publish that article. Sorry about that. And I tried to justify why I was doing it at the end, which is, you know, maybe if we can sort of tell these mother buzzers that we actually see this shit, we can see through it. Maybe that'll give them some pause attempting to run it because once they run it, by the time the U.S. populace goes, oh my God, they're killing our soldiers, sailors, blah, 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 off and go to war, then the, you know, war hawks get their way. So how do we try and prevent this? I don't know. So uh, I put that article together and I actually sent um, an email to Mr. McGovern uh, expressing my concerns and pointing him towards the interview, the, the show by Pascal Lotaz. And I am not so arrogant as to... Um, suggest that that had anything to do with the fact that uh, McGovern then actually made a space in the next Intel roundtable to clarify his concerns. And in that um, most recently published Tremors article at the end is, I quote him very carefully, I listen uh, and transcribe the audio, and there's a couple of short phrases in there which aren't germane to what he's saying. So it's a condensed version of that's what he is suggesting, that's his fear. And I agree with him. Uh, he generalises a bit. He doesn't think specifically that it's got, you know, that it will involve naval or whatever. He's just going, this is the shit. Israel are going to run a false flag against US interests or forces, 
And that is what will kick off the big thing for the war with Iran because that's what all of these crazy idiots like Lindsey Graham want to do. So I share that fear with him and um, I'm sorry for sharing it with you, but I sort of the idea is that the more people know about this, the less likely it is to happen. It's a bit of a false belief perhaps, but what else can I do? Anyway, um, so sorry about that. Um, but there we go. It's been an interesting week, right? We can see that these people are idiots. They're not. They're, they're psychopaths. They're fucking homicidal psychopaths that create wars. Yeah, welcome to the world. But um, do your best to look after yourselves. Catch you next week. Until next time. Thank you.